It's my first time being called a sniper preacher. <laughs> I don't waste words. Yeah. Um, before I forget, I need to let you all know that um, we are not going to be doing tea and coffee down the back after church because of the level two thing. Um, and so I would suggest you go and support a local cafe. And we have a whole host of them down Quality Street, some of our favourites. And so I want to encourage you to go and do that. If you want to have a cuppa with someone, go and bless our local business. That would be really cool. All right. Here we go. Get the sniper gun out. That sounds terrible. All right. Jesus. Uh, I really feel like God wants to have a bit of fun this morning. I feel like... And I... um, I love how often you have like a word on your heart and tell us a joke, no. Um, <laughs> I love how often you have a word on your heart and it is coming and then all the worship songs like totally line up with where you feel like God is going and what He's doing. And um, worship team, you guys just smash it out of the park this morning. I am going to get you back up again. So I should just prep you for that now. Um, Because I feel like one thing God wants us to do is praise. And um, so we're going to get into a bit more of that later on. But um, if you need a title, if you are one of those people who need a title of a message, this one is about as cheesy as it gets and it's Jesus is in the house. (laughs) And we, (laughs) Jesus is in the house. Amen. Glory. Um, start, <laughs> start waving those tissues. We are going to have some fun this morning. I feel it. Well, it's been a big week, right, for our nation. Um, I don't know about you, but it's just felt like a big week. And um, so I've just been thinking on that and dwelling on that and um, was thinking, though, you know, even like this week it was COVID and the challenges that came with that. But life is full of challenges, right? And if it's not COVID, it could be something else. It could be something going on with family members. It could be something going on with our job. It could be bills that are maybe going through. Or there's, life is full of challenges. There's always things that we're facing and everyone is going through different stuff at different times and, and that's life. But I was thinking that in the process of that, we make choices and every single day is made up of choice after choice after choice, conscious or subconscious, but every day is filled with choices. And so today I want to talk a little bit about that. This whole message was inspired in my hallway at home. <laughs> so by default, you're going to get a little bit of a house tour today. Um, and we'll just dive straight in. Anyway, so um, I was in my hallway during the week and I had some worship music playing in my headphones and I don't know, I must have been home by myself and I just stopped for some reason or other. I just felt Holy Spirit and I was standing there and I kind of got this download as I was standing there in my hallway of the different doorways that and the different options that I had to me at this point where I was standing. And the first option that was available to me as I was standing there is on my right is our bathroom. And the first thing that I see 
when I walk into my bathroom at home as a mirror world, straight away I'm looking at a reflection of myself. And I felt like God was talking about our internal world and I was reflecting on reflection (laughs) and what it looks like in the place of reflection, our internal world, the place where our thoughts, our mindsets live, the place where our feelings are, the things about what we believe to be true about God, the things we believe to be true about ourselves, others, family members. And when you're in that place of reflecting and thinking on things. And and during the week, I spent some time in that room. <laughs> Not lit, Well, literally, I have been in my bathroom, literally. But I've been in the place of reflection. And this is a bit of a confession. And this will totally surprise my husband. But this week, I made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake and it's not like a big moral failing or anything like that. In fact, if I told you what it was, which I'm not going to, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Tony, you're ridiculous. But um, I am a recovering perfectionist and so I really hate making mistakes. I hate spelling mistakes. I hate mistakes. Full stop. I'm a bit of a grammar geek and it cripples me often. Um when I make mistakes. And so during the week I made this mistake and it sent me on this downward spiral because I was in this place of reflection, but it was unhealthy reflection. And so I went into this kind of downward spiral of feelings of inadequacy and like I made a mistake, I'm stupid, just kind of went into a little bit of a dark place. And... Also at that point, I was like, this is what happens the week I'm preaching. There's always something that happens the week I'm preaching. And anyway, that's a side note. So I hate to get things wrong. And it just hit me for six. And I ended up not feeling great about things. So after being in that place of unhealthy reflection... I walked across the hallway and across the hallway from our bathroom at home, if you've been in our house, is where our boys live. It's the boys' bedroom. And Lake and Noah are six and seven, so you can imagine what their bedroom looks like pretty much 95% of the time. It's (laughs) immaculate. It's one. Yeah. <laughs> Another mistake. My kids just won't clean their rooms. Um, yeah. Oh, honestly, when there was a time when I dreamed of like a picture perfect, beautiful, tidy house, and then I had three kids. <laughs> and so the boys' room is pretty much always a mess. Let's be honest. And Whenever it does get clean, then it inevitably gets messy again. It never stays tidy. It's always a bit chaotic in there, to be fair. And I felt like God was talking to me about, I've been in the bathroom, the place of reflection, and now I'm in the boys' bedroom, and this is like chaos, and I felt like it was God talking to me about my external world and kind of chaos going on around me and a whole bunch of mess. And 
wasn't that pretty. And very easy to get overwhelmed if you walk into my boys' room. But it's lived in like our planet, which is filled with people and people are messy and people are dysfunctional and we have our stuff. So inevitably, this lived in planet is gonna sometimes look a bit chaotic. And right now we have a global pandemic on our doorstep. So I just throw that into the mix as well. There's so much stuff going on around us at the moment. You only have to hop on social media and <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You get sucked down the hole. Um, there is like every issue under the sun on my Facebook feed right now. And I can very quickly get overwhelmed if I spend too much time there. So I'd been in the place of reflection. I'd walked across the hallway to the place of chaos, my internal world and my external world. And if you've been in my house, you know what's behind door number three in my hallway, which is right next to the bathroom. And that's what happens if you have your internal world and your external world and you forgot to take Jesus into those rooms, you end up in the toilet. That's where everything turns to custard. (laughs) That's where things get messy. That's where things hit the fan because we forgot to take Jesus into the place of reflection. We forgot to take Jesus into the place of external circumstances. And when you do that, it gets messy. It gets messy. You end up behind door number three and that's not a fun place. Now I've got toilet humour in my message and I've reached a new low. (laughs) But let's be honest and let's be real. Without Jesus, it turns to poop. It's okay to go into the place of reflection. There's actually nothing wrong with that and we should do that. There's no problem with looking at external circumstances, there's nothing wrong with that either. But you have to do it with Jesus or you get overwhelmed. Some of us just wander into the room and wonder why we suddenly feel rotten because we didn't powerfully choose to walk into those rooms and take Jesus with us. We just wandered into our social media and scrolled through and suddenly we were feeling absolutely rubbish and thought the world was about to, you know, turn to custard. Or we walked into that place of reflection and ended up in that downward spiral that I ended up in this week. Take Jesus in there. If you take Jesus into the place of reflection, Bill Johnson has this great quote that I'm going to butcher about... Um, He says it a lot better than I will, but it's along the lines of, I can't afford to have a thought about myself that he doesn't also have about me. Yes. Not a total butcher. But when you take Jesus into the place of reflection, you think the thoughts that God thinks. 
And um, I had this person explain to me about thoughts being like bubbles. And I like this picture. And when you boil a pot of water and you sit there and you watch the bubbles start to come to the surface, sometimes there might just be like a few bubbles, but once it gets fully boiling, like there can be a lot of bubbles going. And our thoughts can be like those bubbles. And they come up and they simmer to the surface and then they pop. And we get to choose what we do with those thoughts or those bubbles. We can sit there with Jesus and we can look at them come to the surface and we could go, what am I supposed to do with that, Jesus? And let it pop because it doesn't line up with what He says about my life. Or it could actually quick. It's what we do with them that becomes the problem. So thoughts are like bubbles. <laughs> so you can watch them come to the surface and you can go, that doesn't line up with what Jesus says. That's not what God says about my life. And I'm going to let that pop and say, see you later. Or I can hold on to that and make that my truth. Bubbles. All right. Better make this biblical. Luke. Chapter 12, verse 22. Are we all right? Are we all right, online family? Hit an emoji. Do we have Liz the emoji queen online? We have Dan the emoji king. Welcome. All right. She's going. Am I getting some emojis? Yes. I will give points to anyone who... Oh, actually, no, I won't. That's toilet humour. Stop it, Diana. But there's a great emoji. Just leave that there. All right. Luke 12, 22. Jesus taught His disciples saying, Listen to me. Give your needs such as food or clothing. For your life is infinitely more than just food or the clothing you wear. Take the carefree birds as your example. Do you ever see them worry? They don't grow their own food or put it in a storehouse for later. Yet God takes care of every one of them, feeding each of them from His love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? And then this part I love. Be carefree in the care of of God. How good is that? Be carefree in the care of God. You are more valuable than anything else to Him. That should be a thought bubble that you sit on and linger on and hold on to. When we walk into chaos or our external circumstances, with Jesus, we take the Prince of Peace with us. We take wisdom with us. And man, you need wisdom right now if you're going to go anywhere near social media or the news. <laughs> There's life. Yeah, just, just wisdom for life in general is good. Amen. Um, what's going on? But... There's wisdom. Like if you're going to jump on there, be careful what you click on. Like 
there is a lot of stuff out there at the moment and a lot of issues and they are pretty intense. And I don't want to put my head in the sand about those issues because there's definitely some things that we need to rally against and pray against and a bunch of stuff. But I know for me that if I read all the information that is out there at the moment from every side, that I will just get completely overwhelmed and I'll just feel yuck. And I don't want to do that with my day. Of this chaos, what is on? Where is the wisdom and all of this chaos, what is wisdom for me to do right now? Should I just go off social media for a week? Should I stop reading the news? Should I... Maybe he'll point you towards a trusted friend that you could dialogue with and swap ideas and talk to about. Could be something like that. Hebrews 12.2, and this is cool too. Hebrews 12.2 says, We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus, who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward realm. There's more going on than what we're just seeing in the chaos around us. There's definitely stuff at work in the Spirit. So we cast our eyes to heaven and we focus on Jesus. We look away from the natural realm. And Jesus is like a few verses later, it highlights how much He is our example of this. It says, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing you would be his. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. Oh, the irony in that. (laughs) And now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. He's our example. Where is your heart set right now? What is your heart focused on? So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressure. Because his heart was focused on the joy set before him. His heart was focused. Where is your heart? We get to make really powerful choices. We get to choose if we're going to take Jesus with us. My suggestion is that would be a good idea. (laughs) We get to choose where we focus our heart. That's not something that we're just subject to. We get to make powerful choices to choose where we're going to position our heart every single day. Jesus' heart was focused. And this is kind of where I feel like um, God's taking us today is, so in my hallway, I have the bathroom, the boys' room, the toilet. And if you walk straight ahead, one foot in front of the other, you end up in our living room or our family room. And I feel like there's an invitation today to just put one foot in front of the other and to be in the living room, the family room. Family is where life happens. And um, in my rough spot during the week after I made my mistake, um, I 
went into work and I'm blessed to work with my sister, my sister in love and my dad. And so in family, it's very hard to hide a bad day. <laughs> and so I kind of know if I'm late um, or if, I, if I'm at work. So I just kind of went in and I was just going to turn my computer on and just suck it up and move on. And, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to go into my sister's office. And I walked into my sister's office and straight away, she knows me well. She said, you okay? And I shut the door and I burst into tears and I go to her, I don't know if I can do another lockdown. <laughs> and it had been brewing because I'd been reading the news and I'd been on social media and I'd been doing all the things and didn't have Jesus in the room with me. And so, um, and that had been a bit daunted at the prospect to a few people this week, teachers, friends, colleagues who were feeling a little bit daunted at the prospect of where the end of the week would find us. And so um, and so I had a bit of a cry and she was very empathetic and then she told me all the reasons why some of the things I was saying were wrong. And, um, and then I got up and I went back to my office and I had a great day. <laughs> so <laughs> all that to say, you need family. And it's amazing. Like I've lost count of how many times I'd share something with someone about something I was thinking or feeling, and I share it with someone, and some, somehow just in the sharing, it feels like you feel better. And God has designed us to be in family. That's where life happens. And I get that for a lot of people, family feels super dysfunctional. And my prayer is that this could be your family too. And sometimes we'll be a bit dysfunctional as well, but, you know, we're trying really hard. <laughs> The key is to be in the family room and the living room and to have Jesus in that room too. And then at that point, you become a community, a family, a whanau who are following after God, who are passionately pursuing Him and worshipping Him and going after Him. God's plan is that we would be connected to each other. So I don't know, there's a few challenges in all of that. Um, one challenge is like, did you take Jesus into the room with you or did you forget? And the next one is, you know, get rooted in family. I, it's so important. Don't go it alone. Don't do life in, in reflection or chaos or anywhere. Don't do it by yourself. That's an, that can be an overwhelming place. Do it with Jesus and do it. Can you guys come back up again? Um, this morning, I felt like one of the keys to almost pushing like a big giant reset button was to praise. And one of the songs that I was listening to while I was having this hallway encounter at home 
was um, there was a line in it about turning fear into praise. And I just felt like this morning, if you feel like you've gone into that place of reflection or overwhelming or whatever it is, anxiety, fear, that we would appoint the same amount of energy that we are pointing at that thing, that we're actually to put all of the energy towards praising Jesus. And that today you could hit a massive reset button and go, you know what? I may have been in those rooms and I may have forgotten to take Jesus in there with me. I'm not going to beat myself up about that. I'm just going to hit reset. I'm going to praise. I'm going to hit reset and I am going to bring Jesus into the room. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Um, Luke 12, 31, further on after I read before, says, Each and every day He will supply your needs as you seek His kingdom passionately above all else. Let's be people in the family room, in the living room, who seek His kingdom above all else, that He would be the centre of what we do, the centre of any room we're in. Amen? Can we do that?